Hi, this is Karen Kelly, and you're listening to An Appetite for Life. There's a great mix on this show with various topics, amazing guests, and the occasional celebrity guest. Welcome to the show today. My guest is Brandon Leboit, who's an SEO optimizer, and he joins us today. So welcome, Brandon. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to being a guest. Of course, that's not a UK accent. Where are you from? Tell our listeners where you're from. I am from Los Angeles, California, so other side of the world. So tell us all about SEO optimizers. We are a digital marketing company that focuses on helping people get more traffic from Google, specifically trying to help them get the free traffic, the SEO, that organic traffic. So you don't have to spend money on ads, which we help out with ads as well, but prefer to get you up there for free just because free is a lot better than spending money on Google or Facebook. They already make way too much money. They don't need you to make them richer. So I try to help people get that free traffic. Wow. Now I have to say, I'm going to be honest with you that this is nerve wracking for me. I find the whole subject of uh, search engine optimization, social media marketing, all that, I find it intimidating. It scares me silly, Brandon. So you're gonna have to change my thought pattern because of course I in particular, but everybody does need help. Um, So let's talk about SEO, search engine optimization first. So how can we increase our organic traffic uh, on Google, what can we do? Yeah, there's a lot of things you could do, but I know. <laughs> Where do yeah, you start? It's a little overwhelming, but some things are more important than others. So it's yeah. kind of just prioritizing because I always tell people it's like a puzzle. Like there's yeah. a lot of pieces to SEO, but some are a lot bigger, like content. So very important, which is something everyone could pretty much do without being tech savvy, is just adding more text to the website. Google can't really read images or videos yet they're trying to but they really rely heavily on text the more content you have the better off you're going to be and I always tell people about 400 words per page it's kind of like the average that Google's looking for but the more you can put on the better and just don't hold back you kind of have to be a writer but content is so very important that's why blogging was so huge like five or ten years ago because blogs are a way to add more text to your website it's all about content for Google more content, the more pages you have, the more keywords you can rank for, the more opportunities you have. And it's, that's the easiest way to really move that traffic up. So I'm really ignorant when it comes to SEO. I don't mind holding my hands up. Like I said, I'm scared of it. I find it intimidating. So every page of your website has got to be, well, you've got to use the right words, haven't you? You know, what, what, what sort of thing should we be, you know, how, where do we, it's a minefield. I just don't know where to start. What, what sort of things are Google homing in on? Yep. So just write for people. Don't really write for Google. In the past, you'd try to write for Google, but now just write for people. But I always tell people like website owners, we're going to throw this content at the very bottom of your page because we don't really want people to read this text. We don't want people to read a full, nobody's gonna read 400 words of content. People don't have time anymore. People's attention spans are so short. So whatever you see above the fold, so whatever you look at a website, when you see it, that's called above the fold. Once you start scrolling down, that's called below the fold. Most people never scroll down on the website. I believe it's like 70% of people never scroll down. So have all your printed 
important information at the top, like value proposition, who you are, strong call to action. But then at the very bottom of your page, that's where you put all that text. So most people aren't going to really read it, but Google will read it and Google sees all this text. They put it into the hour with them and they then understand more what your page is about. Because if you don't have much content, Google doesn't really understand what that page is about. And the more text you add, the more likely that Google's going to understand what your page is about and trust you a little bit more. Say, for example, I work in, I'm a podcaster, but I'm also an author and I work with a lot of authors. Um, so keyword, is it keywords in that industry I should be homing in on more that Google are going to pick up on? Yep. So you definitely want to do keyword research too, because you don't want to just guess at the keywords. You want to, there's tools like the Google Keyword Planner. It's a free tool from Google. Which I've never used, which I've never used. I would recommend you put your keyword in there and it'll show you how many people search for it every single month. And then it'll give you a list of probably like a thousand other keywords that are similar. And it'll show you how many people search for that keyword every single month. So then you could say, okay, maybe this keyword that I thought was good, only five people search for it a month. But if I use a plural or a synonym or something like that, maybe I'll get 5,000 searches every single month. Like making little changes has a big impact. So I always recommend do keyword research. A quick, easy way to do it, just go into Google, search for your keywords and see what the competition is doing. Because whoever's on that first page of Google, they've done SEO properly yeah. and they're ranking on that first page of Google. So you search for your keywords, skip the ads at the top. We don't care about the ads, but Right below the ads are the organic, the free results. And you can see their blue clickable link. And that is called the SEO title tag. But that's where everyone puts their keywords. So you can search your keywords and see that blue clickable link and see what other people are using. Are, you, are they using the same keyword that you, you put in there? Or are they maybe using a plural of it or some other variation? And if they're using a different one, then maybe you should use that too. Because if they're on that first page of Google, especially if you're seeing like big corporations like Target Wikipedia, Amazon, like they're spending tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, they probably have a whole team of people doing SEO, doing keyword research. So you find on the competition is gonna let you know what's working for them because they've done all the work for you. You can just pull those keywords out and then you could double check with the Google Keyword Planner just to make sure. But if it's on that first page of Google, you'd be pretty certain that they've done the work for you. And it's so true, isn't it? That when you do a Google search, when we all do it, if it's not in the top, what, three to five searches, we don't bother looking below that, do we? No, no, most You've people really don't. you really got to do your homework. Yep. Page two is where nobody goes if you're trying. So but isn't it true? Is it, isn't there a joke, Brandon, that you can, you can, you know, if you don't want a dead body to be fine, put it on page two of Google because nobody ever goes there. <laughs> Something yep, like yep. That. pretty much. That is pretty accurate because, yep, no one is going there. No Unless there's something. There. Unless they're looking for something really, really specific, like a SKU number or like some weird thing like that. But most of the time, nobody's even going to page two. It's no. got to be on the first, like you said, first couple spots on page one, yeah. because even like position nine or 10 on page one, people don't really go down. Like I was saying earlier, people don't scroll down websites. People don't really scroll down on anything. It's really weird, but people don't scroll. Like if you look at yourself when you visit a website, you might scroll once maybe twice, but you're not going to scroll to the very bottom of that website. Sometimes you do, but most of the time you're not scrolling down, especially on mobile too. You have a cell phone. You're not going to be scrolling or swiping all the way down because it's just too tiny of a screen. But even on desktop, not many people scroll down, which is really, really weird. Yeah. And it's a shame really, isn't it? When people have gone to all that trouble for all this information on their website and it's not getting viewed. 
Okay, then. So yeah. for our listeners, give us an example, then. Of course, there's SEO optimizers. You can help. But our, what what are we what should we be putting into our search engines to find the areas that can help us search the keywords for our industry, for our own industries? Kind of stepping back as a business owner and trying to think of what people will be searching when they're looking for your product or service, which is tough if you own a website, you're kind of just stuck in there thinking it's so easy to find you. Or even when you get to your website, you're like, here's where the tabs are. But most people don't really, they don't know what your website is. They're new to your website. So they're going to get lost and confused in there. Simple, less is better nowadays. In the past, we wanted to give them as much information as possible. But nowadays, people like with TikTok and everything, people's attention spans are so short that yeah, you can't give them a bunch and Less it's time is though, isn't it, Brandon, as well? They haven't got the time, have they, to, to scroll down either? Yep. I mean, they have the time, but they're just impatient nowadays because they're like, yeah. I can hit that back button. There's 10 other websites on that first page of Google. So if you can put like a video on your website, that also helps out because people don't want to read. They don't want to read that 400 words, even bullet points. Yeah. People aren't going to read that anymore. They're going to scan it really quickly, just looking for anything that pops out. But if you have a video on your website, most people will play a video just because they don't have to read. They can just listen to it. And it helps build that trust. People want visual content nowadays. Like if you look at like Instagram, it's primarily videos that are posted on there, even though you could do images. And Not many people post things. images anymore. TikTok is all video. Pinterest added video like a year or two ago. I mean, all the social media platforms now allow video because it's all kind of going towards video. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then, so it's keywords, checking, researching our industry. Obviously, loads of people have been saying, God, Karen, don't you know that? Well, of course I know that, but I'm frightened of it. I'm frightened of it. So the actual website itself, I mean, people have either one page and they scroll down to the bottom or they go along and have different pages that way. It doesn't really make a difference, I guess, does it? Because whatever you've, as long as you've got the right keywords in there, those pages are going to be fine no matter what. But the more pages you have on your website, the more keywords you can target because each page on your website can only target about two to five keywords max. After that, it loses relevancy. So if you want to rank for more than five keywords, you need to create more pages. And it's like building a home. Like you could build a house and you can keep adding levels and levels and levels. Same with the website. You could keep adding more pages, more pages, more pages. It's a lot cheaper than building a home. And you can just, your real estate, you own that. So you can just keep building it out and just branching out as much as you like. And I tell people, don't hold back. The more pages you have, the better. Less is actually not good with the pages because you're missing out on targeting more keywords. The more pages you have, the better off you're gonna be. Oh, that's really good to know, actually. I thought maybe too many pages people wouldn't look, but again, it's the keywords, isn't it? So three to five keywords per page, and that's your maximum. Yeah, after that, it loses relevancy. And like you were saying, the one page, it's called Parallax. It looks really nice, but for SEO and for Google, it doesn't work well. So aesthetically, it's okay. But for if you want to get that free traffic from Google, you got to stay away from that one page parallax. You got to create multiple pages. There's always this trade-off with web designers and SEO. It's like web design, like we want to make it look pretty. But for Google, we got to do certain things that aren't always the prettiest. But if it works to get you that free traffic, it's definitely worthwhile to get it because that traffic could be a lot or cost a lot if you're running ads. And if you're able to capture it organically, it will be worth your while and help you move your business up and grow it to the next level. 
I think that's what it is. It's the cost of things, isn't it? It sounds, when it's like digital marketing, it sounds expensive. So let's just home in on the word free that you mentioned at the beginning. So what do you offer for free at SEO Optimizers? So I could check out your website and give you a consultation because the SEO, it's not really a one-size-fits-all. Like I was saying, with the content and everything, it just depends on your website. Like if you're in a very competitive industry, instead of writing 400 words, you might need to put 4,000 words. But if you're in some low competition industry, you might only need 100 words of content. So it's not really a one size fits all. It really depends on your competitors. How much SEO have your competitors done, done? And how can I do better or do a better job of it? We're not trying to beat Google. That doesn't matter. It's really who's on that first page of Google and how much SEO have they done. So offer free consultations where I'll look at your website, look at who's on that first page of Google and try to see where the, what the missing pieces are, where the gaps are that's making them rank versus you and try to put that together. But it's a little tricky with Google. It's not really that one size fits all. We're just trying to really beat those 10 websites on that first page of Google. That's all SEO comes down to. What can people expect to pay for the services and what does it involve? Are there certain packages? So with SEO, it just depends on the website and how much SEO has already been done and how competitive the industry is, but you might be a local doctor and you might only have five pages on your website, or you might be an e-commerce website where you're selling t-shirts and you might have 5,000 pages on your website. So the more pages, the more we have to do to optimize each page because every page yeah. on your website essentially needs to be optimized. So it's not really a one size fits all with SEO. It really depends on what, level of your business that you're in versus your competitors and a lot of variables. So that's why I offer that consultation. So I could check out the website and see what needs to be done because with SEO, it varies so much website to website. It's yeah. not going to just be like this package. Field. It really is a it's minefield. Oh, tricky. Brandon, Google so makes it tough. It's so interesting. We're just going to take a short break and we're back in a few minutes time. Let me introduce our sponsor, Everything Genetic Limited, specialists in preventative healthcare testing, helping people to identify to see if they are at risk of developing common hereditary cancers and heart conditions. Based in Nantwich, Cheshire, they partner with some of the UK's market-leading laboratories, supplying revolutionary genetic tests to healthcare providers and patients for the detection, diagnosis and treatment planning of cancer, heart disease and other illnesses. One of their main aims is to democratise genetic testing, meaning everyone can take control of their own well-being and healthcare to detect any problems at an early stage, when they are most treatable. They also offer a COVID testing service which is on the government list, initially launched to support clinical partners who were unable to get patients in during the pandemic. This service enables patients to come back into clinics to resume all important cancer testing and is available through over 200 partner companies. They offer a comprehensive range of coronavirus COVID-19 test kits and services for individuals, healthcare providers and employers. For more information, visit their website, everythinggeneticlimited.co.uk. So welcome back. We're talking to Brandon Leboitz from SEO Optimizers, and we're talking about search engine optimization. Oh my God, I could go on forever talking about it. And I'm sure you must think I'm really ignorant, Brandon, <laughs> when it comes to this subject. Um, so let's move on now to social media marketing. What should we be doing? What can you tell us? Give us some great tips. 
Yeah, with social, I just tell everyone kind of put yourself in the user's point of view. If you were looking for your product or service, where would you be? Would you be on Facebook? Would you be on Instagram? Would you be on Twitter? Would you be on Pinterest or TikTok? But a lot of people get overwhelmed with social saying I have to be everywhere, but you just need to be where your audience is. And maybe they're not on social media. Like if you're a doctor, people aren't going to be going on Facebook looking for you or Twitter. I mean, some people might, but most people are going to go on Google. They're going to go on to Google search for you. And then they'll use social media to make sure that you are a real doctor. Maybe check out reviews, check out if you're updating your posts, are you still active and things like that. But social doesn't always work to get new leads. It's more to build trust and get people to say, okay, you really are a company. We trust you because of social media nowadays, you don't get much engagement. So if you have, let's say a hundred people that follow you on Instagram and you post on Instagram, not all hundred people will see what you post. Maybe like 30% of the people will see what you post without you having that advertise. Sorry to interrupt you. Is that because Instagram aren't distributing it to hundred people or they're just not engaging? No, they want you to press the little blue button at the bottom that says boost this post up, which yeah, is yeah. spending money advertising. So social is really a pay to play platform nowadays. You have to advertise because with Facebook, it's even worse. Facebook, you have a hundred people that like your page. Only 5% of those people will ever see what you post on Facebook. So oh, you could work to get all these likes. Yeah, yeah it's bad. Yeah, that it's really not is worth bad, it. isn't it? Because you see these boosts all the time, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I never engage in them because I'm not sure again how to. But um, I just think, oh, you know, we shouldn't really be paying for it. Social media is supposed to be free. But I did hear that on Facebook that only very, very small percentage, maybe something like 8% is it, actually see your post. Yep. Yep. It's around five to 10. I mean, nobody knows the exact number, but somewhere around that yeah. range, which is so low, which it's means so low. you're spending all this, like anyone that's trying to get more likes to their page. It doesn't even make sense. You, I don't like saying this, but you might as well buy fake likes because nobody's going to ever see what you post. I don't recommend that normally, but with Facebook, it doesn't matter because they don't show your content to anybody. They want you to advertise. That's how they make money is by saying, we're not going to show your content to everybody, but if you want to show it to your whole audience, advertise with us. So social media, you're just renting space out. I always tell people social, you don't own any of that either. That's Facebook, that's Instagram, that's TikTok, that's YouTube. And they can take you down anytime and you're just giving them free content. Your website is what you fully own and you get full control of that. So make sure you have a website because that's where you get full control. Everything else, you're just renting space. And if you just focused solely on, let's say MySpace and you didn't worry about like any other platforms, you'd be in trouble right now. You'd be like, well, no one's on MySpace and I have a million people that follow me on MySpace, but no one's active. It doesn't matter. So diversify and don't just put all your eggs in one basket. Just really try to be everywhere. And social does work, but just be weary of it. Like you don't own any of that. And unfortunately nowadays, a lot of them are advertising platforms. You're not going to get that free exposure like you did 10, 15 years ago. Unfortunately, yeah. they're just too big and they want your money. Yeah. Does it make a difference? So from your personal page to a business page, I heard a rumor that if you post on your personal page, it does reach a bigger audience or is that just a myth? Yeah, that one, not hundred percent sure on that, but I've heard sometimes it does and I've tried switching back and forth, but the change is so minimal that you can't really even tell. It's still going to be maybe an extra 2% more reach possibly, but even that, I mean, it's great. More is better, but it's just so tiny. It's tough. It's it really is, isn't it? Really tiny. Make it tough. And I, and I suppose as well, what would you recommend with social posts then? Should they be small and brief or, you know, because lots of people write pages and pages again, don't they? 
And this, you know, when you see see more, more than once, you're thinking, no, I don't want to see more, more than once. They should be yeah. short and sweet with, again, those key words, surely. Mm-hmm. Yep, short, straight to the point and have a call to action. What do you want people to do? Do you want people to read this blog post? Do you want people to go to your website? Do you want people to go to whatever it is? But you got to have a call to action. You got to have something that they're going to do. But yeah, short, even like video is going to be better. Well, you just post a text update. That's okay. But if you post an image, you're going to get more engagement. If you post a video, you're going to get even more engagement. Like video works so very well. So you can create videos, upload it to Facebook, upload it to Instagram separately, upload it to YouTube, upload it to LinkedIn, upload it everywhere because that video can be cross-promoted to all your channels. People want the video. People want visual content. So is it true that a live is going to get more viewings than a video or are they about equal? Well, the live, they'll just put you up at the top saying like this person is live right now. So it tries to get your followers or people engage with you to see that you're live. But if they're not on that social media platform when you're live, they're not going to see it. But then you repost a live video after as a permanent video. So the live gets you a little bit of a boost and then you post it after because you want to keep that video live or keep it for people that weren't able to watch it live. Yeah. And LinkedIn seemed to be going down the same way it was Facebook now, don't they? They're allowing more, well, different kind of actions on there, aren't they now? Yeah, LinkedIn is a good one for B2B. So if you are doing B2B, business to business, yeah. LinkedIn is really powerful. But yeah, LinkedIn is a weird one. It gets a lot of spam, and but it's still pretty big because people use it as like a resume. So for job recruiters and job hunters or HR companies, they're always going through LinkedIn for people to find jobs. So I feel like LinkedIn for the networking aspect for finding a job is still going to be pretty popular because I don't think there's anything similar out there, not in the United States, maybe in the UK or somewhere else there might be. But right now, LinkedIn really dominates that B2B market. But again, not many people are really posting on LinkedIn and things like that. It's not that active as a social media site, but for like a resume and a portfolio, it does work pretty well to help people build that trust up. Do you think that it's worth paying for the premium on LinkedIn? Do you really, will you get more viewers that way or more likes and things like that? Or does it, does it not make a difference? Um, no, the LinkedIn is just, it has different things, but it's more for like networking to like okay. send mail to people. So if I send you a message on LinkedIn, it might send it to like a filtered inbox. Whereas if I pay for the premium, it'll let me send it directly to your inbox or yeah. I don't have to be a friend or connect with you to send you messages. So it lets you kind of spam people essentially, like sending emails and being a little spammy. That's why out of you use LinkedIn, but I get maybe like 50 requests a day for people to, to network with me. And I get like hundred email or messages every single day of just spam. It's yeah. a lot of spam, like yeah. a lot of spam. Yeah. Okay. So, Social media platforms then, you recommend that we're pretty much on most of them. Would you recommend to go on most of them? I would claim your username on all of them. So claim your username on all of them, just in case you- Just in case. Like never know, like maybe next year, even though you weren't using Pinterest, all of a sudden your audience is on Pinterest and you try to get your username and it's already taken. So get your username, but just be active where your audience is at. Don't be active everywhere. You don't necessarily need to be active everywhere or cross promote it using like Hootsuite or Zapier, which are free tools. Well, there's paid versions, but they let you cross promote everything. So 
when I post on my Instagram page using Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R.com, he'll post on, for my Instagram, I'll post to Facebook, to Twitter, to YouTube, to Pinterest, to LinkedIn, to my website. I mean, it goes on and on. So by posting just on Instagram, it just goes everywhere. So I don't have to worry about posting on every social media site because- Yeah, I do that. To post I use it called later.com, but I don't think they post to all those platforms. Um, but Hootsuite, I know are more advanced, I think, and, and, and use more platforms, don't they? But it's certainly a good idea is it's a schedule and it goes out to, to all of them. Okay, then Google ads before we go, Google ads. Tell us exactly what Google ads are. Those are the ads when you search on Google, you'll see ads at the top of Google when you're searching for your keywords. Also, Google owns YouTube. So anytime you watch a video on YouTube, there's always an advertisement that's Google. So you can run ads through Google to be on YouTube and any website that has banner ads. So anytime you're on a website and you see banner ads, 99% of the time it's through Google because Google's partnered with almost every website and says, we'll get you traffic to your website or we'll get you advertisers that will post these banner ads. If you want to be careful not to click on them, haven't you? If you don't want them. Yeah. But most people never click on them. Most people see them, but they don't click on it. So it keeps you top of mind, but most people don't really click on those ads, which is the nice thing about those Google, the banner ads or it's called Google display network is most people don't click it, but they see you everywhere and it keeps you top of mind. And you can get away with spending like $10 a day. They get a few thousand people to see your content of like targeted people. So with the ads, there's a lot of different things. You could do Gmail ads. You could do a bunch of different ads because just running the keyword ads, they're pretty expensive. But if you run like banner ads or video ads, they're gonna be a little bit cheaper because not as many people are advertising. So it's not gonna be as expensive. And people, again, like buy off people. If you get out of a video, it's gonna be a lot better. Like if you put a video on YouTube, that's gonna be a lot better running some ads on YouTube. It's amazing, isn't it? Google ads really are, I've heard it more and more lately that more people are using Google ads. Yeah, it's a lot more effective than- Five years ago. Yeah, it's way more effective than, everyone talks about Facebook ads, but you gotta understand like Facebook, you're interrupting people. Facebook is cheap for a reason. It's cheap because it's low quality traffic. That's why everyone thinks they need to be on Facebook because it's cheaper than Google, but cheaper doesn't mean it's better. Yeah. Like people on Google or on YouTube, they're searching, they're looking for your product or service. Whereas on social media, you're targeting people based off interest, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they want to use your product or service at that moment. They might have in the past or in the future, but they don't necessarily want it now. Whereas people searching on Google, they have that intent. They're looking right now. So it's a little different. Yeah. And let's just go back to social media for a second. What do you think about TikTok? I know TikTok mainly is seen as fun videos, but I think more and more people are, are using TikTok, aren't they now? Yeah, TikTok is definitely gaining in popularity very, very quickly. So might want to jump on that one as well and start testing it out, seeing if your audience is on it, are they receptive to it? Or if you're just getting a bunch of high schoolers responding on your comp post, then maybe it's not, unless you're selling something to high schoolers and that's where you definitely need to be. But just about knowing who your audience is and are they on TikTok? And if not, maybe just claim that username and don't worry about posting or have it auto post from Instagram, like Instagram auto post to TikTok or something like that. So it keeps it populated and keeps it yeah. updated for you. Yeah. Wow. God, it is really so interesting. We could keep on talking about this forever, couldn't we? So Brandon, before we go, if any of our listeners, uh, my audience want to get in contact with you with any questions or maybe would like a free consultation, how can they get in touch? 
So everyone that's watching or listening, I created a special gift for them. If they go to my website, seooptimizers.com forward slash gift, they can find that there. And that's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. So the U.S. spelling of it. Wonderful. And of course, you're going to be across social media. Is it all? It's SEO optimizers. Yep. And they can find all that information on that page as well. All the socials and contact information too. Wonderful. Oh, Brandon, it's been great talking to you today. Thank you for your information. I do apologize for sounding very ignorant about it, but it is something that scares me, I have to say, but I do need to invest more in it. So thank you very much for your time. And I'm sure we'll, we'll talk again in the future. Thanks for having me on. You've been listening to my podcast, Appetite for Life, also supported by sponsor, Dane Bank House Dental Practice, where happiness starts with a smile. Would you like to be a guest on this show? Or maybe you're interested in a sponsorship package. For any further information, you can find me across various social media platforms as Karen Kelly Podcasts, or send me an email, karenenderkelly at btinternet.com.